Hello, and welcome to AdLib Heroes. My name is Joey, and I'm a lifelong DM and storyteller. At our table today is... Hi, I'm TJ, and I play Kirith O'Dell. Hi, I'm Riley, I play Grimlock Seaspray. Hi, I'm Bev, and I play Olivia Fortier. So here is a piece of lore that we've talked about out of game, but uh, we wanted to bring it to you in case you're interested. The players have heard this a little bit, but we haven't put it into the podcast. One of the things that has happened in this world, which overall is called Haldreth, we are in the kingdom of Tusin and Haldreth, is 3,000 years ago, there was a war between the High Elves and the Drow and the drow were starting to win the war. The Uh high elves then made a deal with Mephisto, one of the devil princes, and they exchanged every elven child of a generation to have the followers of Loth wiped out. So that is why high elves and drow are as rare as they are. The high elves that survived are the high elves that happened to be of a younger generation because what it turned out to be was it was the 13th generation of elves, which was the average age of children at those that time. So if you were the 12th generation of elves and you had children after that deal was made, devils would come and take your children. However, elves that happened to be younger than that, so somewhere along the line someone had had children young, Those are the only High Elves that survived, High Elves that are 14th generation or later. For the Drow, the Drow that survived are the Drow who had turned their back on Lulf before the war. So they are, all the Drow that exist now are Drow apostates. Most of the Drow that exist in this world tend to be good because they are culturally the people who had turned away from the evil goddess of the Drow and they lived because of it. They still have to deal with the stigma that the rest of the world has with drow, but culturally these drow had turned their back on darkness and lived because of it. So what about, like, are wood elves just totally not involved in this at all? Uh, Wood elves were involved in the war, but the thing is they weren't wiped out by the devils or by on, on either side because the devils wiped out both the followers of Lulp, and the generation of High Elves. So Wood Elves are the most common elves. So then were Wood Elves, uh, they took part, was was it like both both High and Wood Elves against the Drow? Uh, Or was it like everyone's kind of fighting each other? Everyone's kind of fighting uh, each other. The Wood Elves most often sided with the High Elves because the followers of Lulp hate all other Elves. Okay. Uh, but the Wood Elves wanted to stay out of it, especially as it got more and more vicious. Because, I mean, a deal with Mephisto yeah, is not is not early on your list of things to try. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's last ditch effort things. So, um, do people still worship Lolf? Was it? Some y- people do. Okay, it, so yeah, it is. It is rare. Uh, there are some drow who have gone back to her, especially after they are treated like they worship Lolf anyways. Mm. So why not go take that power? Okay, so um, 
13th generation High Elves continued to be taken, yes. but the instance of the followers of Loth being wiped out was a one-time... Yes. Okay, and that led to all of the remaining drow. Like, they survived because they left Loth. Yes. So they... All, yeah, like you said, culturally, I guess, like, it is a good thing to not worship Loth. Yeah. Go forward and don't be a bastard man. But it makes <laughs> sense why, like, a devil would make it so that, like, yeah, if people want to go back to evil, I'm not going to punish them. But forever yeah. I will punish this The high group. elves. Yeah. For. Uh, so, generally, if you can tell us, what is, like, Kirith's generation of elf? Well, Kirith is a wood elf. So he's not right, but affected. just like so that we know in yeah. time. Uh, then Kirith would probably so a generation of elves is probably about three hundred years. So so another ten about, or so on yeah, top you'd of be that around twenty fifth ish. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then uh, and Val and Thay is actually a so she hot, is half high elf. Yes. So human with a what would have been a rare type of. Uh, yeah. rare. Elf. Or yeah. or the bloodline has split so far that she's like the children of two half elves or yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. haven't really explored that backstory at all. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so cool. <laughs> that's yeah, that's really interesting. Um ready for another lore bit? I I didn't know the like actual like counting of generations and like putting that low a number on it. Like this is only the twin like I am currently like the twenty sixth sixth generation of wood elves since the cre- like creation of wood elves. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not that puts an even bigger scope on like I don't know why humans sleep for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's just showed up one day and started sleeping. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, and I'm you sure. die so fast. <laughs> You're on like your hundred and eightieth generation already. <laughs> I knew the first of you. He was an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep coming back every once in a while. Have you guys gotten bet? Nope, you still suck. <laughs> Adam and Steve, but Adam was such a jerk to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, it. I also think, like, again, this is my bard, my personal bard coming out, but, like, I bet there's some crazy art stories, almost like Romeo and Juliet, but, like, the idea of, like, high elves not wanting to have children and like trying to hide children and oh yeah oh, that could be a fascinating play yeah because like you would know for or however like many years that you were in the tw- 12th generation or like a 12th generation high elf trying to like wed a younger elf so yeah. that it's the math the math doesn't no, work no it's that's i i married a, a 14th generation so this is a 15th generation elf fuck you demon devil <laughs> like abide the contract yeah <laughs> Yeah, there could be some amazing art based on that. Yeah. I mean, the very first fan art that ever existed for this world is Leah Drew, one of the elves collecting children for the deal. Wow. So some of the elves. Yikes. It's <laughs> that, dark and awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a yikes for me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there'd be like like Christian style propaganda too. Like, don't have a kid, a devil will take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Children are the devil's plaything. <laughs> hey all, Olivia here. If you're enjoying this story as much as I am, you can hear more from Joey. Check out Amazon for his series, Truth of the Empire. Two books are out now, 
True Son of the Empire, and True Sword of the Empire. Hey, this is Kareth from AdLib Heroes, and if you like Dungeons & Dragons and Heavy Metal, be sure to follow the contributing artists who wrote our intro and outro, Balragath, on all of their social media and their Bandcamp. So here's another piece of lore that I don't think I have shared with the players yet, but it is part of the background to Haldrith, which is the world that Tusin exists in. So years ago, High Elves made a deal with devils where they traded an entire generation of children in order to win a war against Drow. This had a metaphysical effect on this entire plane of existence. It brought this prime material plane closer to the Shadowfell, the Abyss, and the Nine Hells. So such terrible magic was used that it is now easier to access the worst types of magics on this plane of existence because of what the High Elves did, the scale of what they did. <laughs> Which it, is why Kirith could just learn garbage magic <laughs> in the streets. No, sorry. Well, no, but especially if you are looking at things like raising the dead or summoning demons, it is very easy to do here. Now I say raise and summon, not control. Mm. But it is easy to access those dark arts and it's part of the reason there is such a distrust of magic. Because if you're looking for a fast route to power and you try to summon something like a Baylor or try to bring through a powerful undead monster, you don't really need to know the spell. It might hear you and say, hey, here's a chance to reach, wreak some havoc and just come through. Or, you know, a demon lord like Orcus might see that you're trying to raise the dead and say, yeah, I'll let that happen. But instead of the one person that you lost that you're trying to bring back to life, the entire graveyard zombifies and comes and eats the village. <laughs> I'm just imagining... Uh like a, a that, oh, sorry. I'm just imagining a demon lord like looking through a window, like, "Hey, kid, you want to be a warlock?" <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, they just kind of roam the streets. <laughs> um, that makes it so much darker that Kirith just abuses the intimidation factor of, like, "Yeah, I'm a witch." Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. So I guess, like, in the more recent history, that's not super duper well known and it's because of this like tamping down on the idea that people should even do magic that's been kind of the it's control okay. yeah if you method. if you study the arcane you know it the thing is people are afraid of magic and it's because there are so many times when someone has decided to use dark magic that it just worked so well with apocalyptic issues that yeah people okay. are like don't touch magic it's kind of so like that um, it's kind of like that experiment with the monkeys where like they'll, the monkeys can go up a ladder and get a banana, but if they do, everybody gets sprayed with water and then they reintroduce monkeys enough times where even monkeys who've never been sprayed with water won't let anyone go near the ladder. Right. So yeah. Has there been in recent history, any examples like that in Tusin or is it more of like the cultural uh, and, like, obviously students of history would, and are, of the arcane would probably know, but... Yeah, I would say that in the last three or four hundred years, uh, when someone starts 
showing a wanton disregard for magic, then people rise up and take them down if they feel they can handle it. But there are, like, the King of Tucson does have a court wizard. People right. know magic exists, but it you need to be careful if you're using it because culturally people will shut you down mm-hmm. if they start to find a reason to be afraid. And witch hunts can start pretty quickly and pretty hard. So hopefully I don't run into those two nights again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's I mean, actually one of, like you said, like within the last like 300 years or so, um, which like, I, I think Grimlock has history. Yep. Yeah. Which actually is really funny because you guys would both know way, way better than I do about like, oh, like Kirith is only 97 and he doesn't know history or the arcane. He's just like, oh, people are scared of witches. Boo. Yeah. Boogie, yeah. boogie, boogie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like uh, part of the, when we were doing some of the backstory work, I only have one event in my background and mm-hmm. it's has seen like uh, an undead eating a corpse makes a lot of sense even in so even in the you know 18 19 how old am i 20 years i've been on the planet like that is common enough that someone randomly would see it which yeah of the magic you've seen so you randomly saw a corpse eating someone apart from your own magic you've seen cultists of orcas yeah and then the hag magic ha- well that <laughs> happened in the Feywa. like yeah. you saw stuff no but also and then one person you're not sure if they're evil or not i mean she sniffed and tried to befriend a cat yeah i mean I- i'm distrustful of her yeah. but still <laughs> which is the which is culturally what you should be of someone using magic because I say as the person who was invisibly watching her yeah. <laughs> in, a d- in a magical disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I imagine that means that, like, warlocks are actually more common than in other campaign settings because, like, demons and devils can, like, reach them yeah. more clearly. That's neat. I wonder how many people are, like, accidental warlocks. Just like mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an act. I might be one. <laughs> like, I accidentally, or no, I didn't accidentally make a deal, but I didn't know it was a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is Grimlock Sea Spray, and my sensei always said to follow us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at Lip Heroes. Do I get inspiration for that? Hey everybody, Cherry Boots here. Remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast so more people can find AdLib Heroes. Or maybe Reginald and I will find you. So here is another piece of lore that we discussed a little bit out of game, but not, not a lot in game. One of the effects of the big war between the High Elves and the Drow is when they were both wiped out by making deals with uh, basically evil deities, this had a major effect on orcs. Orcs saw what an evil god does, and almost all of them turned their back on Grumpsht. They lost faith in their evil god, and that is why 
what used to be orcs are now half orcs. They are no longer invested in the power of their evil god. Uh, they now have a culture that they still have religion, but it is a very transactional religion. So that I didn't have to make up a whole bunch of gods for them. I've just had them use the Greek pantheon. But they expect a transactional nature with their god. If you want a safe voyage across the sea, you sacrifice an ox to Poseidon. Poseidon gives you a safe trip, and then next time you sacrifice an ox again. If you don't have a safe trip at sea, you never sacrifice another ox to Poseidon. Dude welches on deals. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they worship gods as, this is someone more powerful I can buy something from, but half-orcs do not have blind faith in their deities. They have a set of expectations, and they will stop worshiping if their expectations are ever, uh, are ever blade. So half-orc culture has become, again, by default, very much chaotic good. They still believe in the power of the strong, but they believed that it is more important for the strong to protect the weak than they did when they were true orcs, and they believe that the strong make the rules. Now, compared to the true orcs, because it's been how, like thousands of years yeah. since, and so does that mean that they interbred with humans or that they, because the way we touched on orcs yeah. earlier, we kept referring to them as full orcs or yeah. like going through the rituals to become an right. orc. So going through the rituals can be done by any race to become an orc as it is statted out in the monster manual. Uh, half-orcs became a different species by their act of, air quotes, blasphemy against their evil god, and they became a slightly different species where some of the strength of orcs was taken from them, but they found new strength. So, uh, sorry, uh, yeah. so Grumsh literally, like, mystically took oh, power from them. Took power from them, and they survived anyways because they were like, we don't care we're we're going to do this we're going to make it through they were so half orcs didn't exist prior to this big happening exactly yeah mm. and now half orcs again are much more populous than true orcs true orcs are uh people who have undergone rituals and if humans can breed with half orcs and with elves and there has to be some sort of genetic similarity Mm -hmm. between them and uh, I feel like again half orcs becoming by default their culture is much more chaotic good mm -hmm. they fall in love and follow those passions yeah cool um, so at first it was actually almost like a magical like a literal metaphysical change in them that yeah. made them quote half orcs yes. um, and now it's through rituals and like mutilation and like it's a magical mutation that turns, turns other things into, into orcs. orcs. Yes. It's interesting because it's almost still transactional. It's almost like Grumpsh pulled the orcishness out of them and is, and is holding like granting it, it to and these other things. it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's cool that it's still like even the full orcs is like some kind of transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, affected their view of religion in general. If you stop worshiping the guard, they can take back their power. Well, why should I worship a god that doesn't give me the power I'm in? I'm owed. Or right. why should I? Or why should I uh, continue to worship a god? Like I should be able to be self-sufficient because right. if I'm not, at any moment it could yeah. be taken away because mm -hmm. of a whim of that god. Yeah. 
Very cool. That uh, and that also explains like the like orcs are evil stereotype because like uh, the orcs now in this day all chose to go through these like awful sacrifices and like I think early when we were first in that first adventure fighting them like one of the things is to kill an innocent elf and like uh, that that allows you to become an eye of grumpsh which is a more powerful orc even grosser cool <laughs> do they keep at all their physical form or they totally change and actually become like a taller broader yeah. so like if a dwarf does it it'll grow to seven feet eventually yes. uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. gnarly <laughs> And just keep a big old beard. <laughs> we keep the same proportions, so he's like 20 feet wide. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the way they draw orcs in the monster manual, they are big They're just fridge like boxes. Yeah, <laughs> stretched up dwarves. <laughs> um, that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of it is, I don't know if we'll want to oh. keep this in, but um, the way half-orcs are written is there's an implied sexualized violence that I don't like in my games. So this gives an explanation for half-orcs that allows us to take out that aspect, but why are they called half-orcs then? Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that it was originally sent to them as an insult, but again... they they embraced it, made strength out Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And part of it, too, is they are more populous than the elves, so their attempts to rehabilitate their image in the world, like there were more of them to say, no, this is what we're like now. Or then drow, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Then, then drow. Or, or high elves. elves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, or the orcs had the ability to rehabilitate their image and be like, no, this is who we are. I think of it a lot like the, the way that Germany now is on the world stage because they acknowledged some of the problems in their yeah. history and then took active steps. Yeah. And to they don't turn away from it or ignore it or pretend it didn't happen. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that the... Uh, because half orc sounds like, it kind of sounds like a strange like uh, something that that doesn't translate well. So yeah. that it's that they're like taking it, like they're owning it, kind of thing. That that actually yeah. works really well. 